She gave me the green light. Now it's time to take flight. Let's go. Cause I'm out the ordinary. 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 Welcome to Solutions, where men come out the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show a man who is 1501 certified, a man who knows how to run the basis of life and make the connections to hit the home runs needed to make survival happen. A strong man, an inspiring man, a leader, an entrepreneur. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the one and only Mr. Carl Crawford. What's going on, y'all? All the way from Houston, Texas. Yeah, shout it out from Houston, Texas. How you doing, man? How you feeling today? I'm good, man. I wake up in a good mood every morning, ready to get to work, you know. Um, get to meet little people like, like you every day. And, uh, you know, just, like I say, be thankful. Hey, are you ready to drop these gems and answer these questions? Oh, yeah. So. Let's get in. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Hmm. Oh, I just think about growing up where I'm from, Houston, um, uncles, coaches, uh, male figures that are around me, my dad, family. You know, I always wanted to be like those guys growing up, and I like what they stood for. And um, you know, um, just always like the integrity that those guys had, and kind of modeled myself after them growing up. What qualities do you say you took from these people? Can you name two people in general that you say that helped you your foundation of yourself? Uh, well, I'll say more like my uncle. Um, I got two uncles that, you know, I looked up to growing up. I had a basketball coach that, uh, you know, um, we still kind of act like him a little bit to this day. <laughs> and uh, I just like their integrity, how they just approach life, you know, discipline, structure, and just showing you how to, like, be like a man growing up. And, uh, you know, and they all wanted me to, like, stand for something, you know, so that's what I tried to do. Absolutely. This show is all about integrity. It's all about moving forward with solutions and, and goal setting. Tell me something right now that you learned from your basketball coach, like something he said to you or something he taught you that you carry with you today. Oh, uh, with him, I think it was more just the whole discipline, the disciplinary thing. You know, a lot of times people seem to, um, they might, you judge you for like being mean or whatnot, but uh, at the end of the day, you've got to have discipline in order to uh, accomplish goals that you're trying to set. And I realized that, you know, when I even took that same approach for me as far as just disciplining myself and making sure that I uh, stay on top of that, I seem to get better results in uh, whatever I do. Tell me how important it is to understand correction. Because it seems like he gave you discipline, which you prepared you for correction. Because a lot of men are not ready for correction to actually take orders before they lead. How important is that? Did you get from your uncle well, and yeah, your coach? You know, you gotta. They say you gotta learn to be a good general first. You know, um, just learn how to like um, take advice from people. Be a good listener. Understand people are not trying to like hurt you, but they're trying to lead you in a way to um, that's gonna better yourself. And so for me personally, um, I just wanted to be good at whatever it was I was going to do. And I never wanted to get a bad rap for trying to do that. So uh, I just always tried to be cool with whoever was teaching me something. I, I really appreciate it uh, whenever I had like a mentor or teacher or something like that. When you had a mentor or teacher, is something that you seeked or something that you actually had to realize one day 
these people could be my teachers? Um, I think it just kind of happened, you know, you, you search in, you know, like, like, you know, cause me, I have different mentors, but it's more mm -hmm. like a person on the outside looking in and he sees you, you know, really wanting to do something and he sees where he can help you and sees your potential. And then they just come and they start giving you ideas or y'all talking and y'all might click some type of way. And next thing you know, you just talking to them all the time and they giving you advice and you giving advice and it's, you know, working for the both of you guys. And um, next thing you know, you just find yourself looking up to them all the time and asking for advice and, um, you know, and, and it actually working. Absolutely. When you have some people that see the, the glow in you and the, but you don't have direction, that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Now, yeah, you're, you're yeah. a man of discipline. You learned your integrity. You're moving forward now. You're learning some things about life, getting your bumps and bruises. But do you have a vision, right. Lord? <laughs> yeah, I always have a vision. My thing is just always to enhance whatever, you know, people that was around me, you know, for where I'm from or black race or whatever the case may be. You know, I just wanted to uh, make things better for uh, people, people in general. Like, I had somebody help me early on in my life, so... You know, I just took it as one of those things that when I got older, I said I want, I want to do something in life that just help people. You know, be able to like live a good life. Absolutely. Can I ask you something about your vision? Can you give us an apex yeah. goal you're currently chasing and one that you achieved? Um. Well, the one I achieved was first was you know I always wanted to play pro sports. I didn't, I didn't know you know if I would actually make it. Every kid says that I'm gonna be a professional basketball player or whatnot. So um, I played three sports to give myself the best chance, and I ended up making it to play baseball. And, you know, I, I got that goal. That was like a young, lifelong goal, and got that pretty quick and did that. So then I wanted to chase the music now. That's the thing that's going on, being a music executive, um, you know, trying to be one of the best that's ever been around, just try to be really, really good at it and change, uh, I mean, do something around here that's never been done before. So that's what I'm in the middle of right now. Um, changing lives in the music business, giving people opportunity to do something that they uh, dreamed about since they was young, and um, just seeing a lot of people happy from it. So I'm still working on that one. We still, you know, got a lot of long way to go with that, but uh, I feel like if I can see it, then eventually it's going to come. Ab absolutely, sir. I think the discipline doesn't change and the integrity doesn't, no matter what the goal. But let me ask you right. this. In those moments that you're striving to be perfection because that's what you have to be to be a professional right that's what it really means right. that you can do this innately how did you find your tribe of people to feed you because sometimes you can have a vision and you can sit alone mm -hmm. in the dark but sometimes it's not validation but you want to know that you're not crazy sometimes you want to coexist with other minds to build something better how did you find your tribe well for like sports or the music business both well for sports it wasn't really hard to find the tribe you know that was I was real, real noticeable from a young age. So, you know, I always had a support of people who supported you from your parents, family, coaches, and uh, it just grows once the higher level you get up. Um, but in, in, in music, you know, you have to convince people that and to believe in what you're thinking because, you know, we all know how hard it is. But, so um, you just go about it by like seeing who's all got the same type of goals and, and fire that you have and passion and link up with those people and we all fighting for the same goal. And that's a beautiful thing. You have multiple people all striving for the same goal because it makes things easier and, um, you know, and, um, move up faster too. 
Absolutely. You're using the power of will because you got to convince people, like you said. But what type of affirmations right. are you telling yourself every day? What what gets you going personally? What do you tell yourself? I wake up and I just like, man, I just I just want I want this in my life. You know, I want to be a music executive. I want to I want to find talent all around all the time. I want to, you know, produce another superstar, you know, and I want to continue to do this for as long as I can. So um, when I get up in the morning, I, I do the first thing, you know, first thing I got to do is get on the phone and start making those things happen, you know, because like the more you talk about it and dream, eventually they say it'll come. So I'm motivated by the day I wake up in the morning, um, just wanting to be somebody that's large in the business or or, or be a, a big time name, you know, that really drives the fuel and uh, what's going on. Sir, you are absolutely out there saving lives and I, I take my hat off to you. It takes a lot to get out there and be a servant. A lot, many of us don't know how to do that. Many of us don't know how to take. We don't know how to give. And that's what you're doing. Right. How early did you start goal setting in your life? I know you spoke about motivated uncles and motivating coaches, but that self-goal setting, what, what was your like first time you said, I'm going to set this goal? How old were you? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I've been driven by sports since I was like, nine years old, the first time I was able to play professional sports, I knew immediately that this wanted, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So my goal was just to make it pro in whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tell my friends and, and at a young age, you know, where I'm from, uh, rough area in Houston, Texas, you know what I'm saying? But when my friends that was hanging around with me, you know, I gave them, I tell them my goals and I'll make my goals, they goals. So I think that's what kept my little group out of trouble for a while because we all had the goals of just making it pro as something. And we we all played together through high school and, you know, but after high school stuff happened. But for the most part, you know, since we was all young, we just wanted to go pro or something. I think you said something really profound there. You said a plan kept you guys out of trouble. For those people listening right now, that is a gem for Mr. Crawford. If your team has a plan, that should keep you out of trouble because you should be focused on the goals. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you dropping that gem. Now, I have one question for you now. What is renowned about Houston and what is renowned about you? Uh, What you mean, like what's going on in Houston? No, what is renowned? What is like the full consciousness of who you are and what is the full consciousness of Houston? Well, Houston right now is just, you know, it's like the party underground city for all the celebrities and um, <laughs> people who don't want to be in L.A. with the cameras at, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like a low-key thing, but it's a building city. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. So many people are moving here, you know, and, and uh, it's a lot going on. Me, personally, I'm just glad I'm back in the city because I played, uh, got drafted as a 17-year-old. From here, and I had to leave, so I was gone for almost 20 years and I had to come back into the city and kind of find my way around. So I would say I'm just a person that, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I was born in Houston, Texas. I was able to go off and play ball, and I was able to come back home and start an entity here in my hometown and watch it grow and still be able to be in the city and enjoy the things that I always liked around here and, and um, you know, stuff like that. 
I'm not going to hold it against you where you play ball because I'm from the Bronx, New York, and you know how we feel about certain t- cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like y'all, though, man. You know, y'all are a little, y'all are a little tough up there, but you know, like I say, y'all are no. passionate about y'all. Uh, I actually y'all are real passionate about y'all sports, man, and you know, you can come to appreciate that over time. Man, I think Houston and, and New York people go together. It's a really serious thing. I think uh, there's a likeness of grind and hustle and grit that when you put the yeah, same people. Yeah, a lot of New Yorkers come down here and you know, start businesses. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They come on down here. They look it might, over the it might be the taxes. Like, oh, wow. Country <laughs> bamboo that they ain't gonna do nothing with. I'm gonna come over here and take over. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I don't believe it, in it, that. It, I think uh, the Southern it, people. It'd be cool, it, man. We have some real of, hard workers out you know, there. New Yorkers come down and we, uh, you know, they do a lot of business down here. So it's all good. Fifty Cent just came here and setting up. He's setting up. Uh, the camera life, you know, so yeah. he's doing like he's bringing like uh, TV shows. I mean, not TV, but uh, you know, like television, movies, and all that type of stuff. You want to bring bring Black Hollywood to Houston, so yeah, absolutely. Good That's great. That's great. So here we are. You have your uncles. You have your coaches. You you achieve the goal. You say, hey, I want to play professional ball in one of these three sports. Now I'm giving back to my city. I'm changing lives. I'm being there for people. Through all of that. What did you sacrifice? Um, I don't know if I really sacrificed anything other than just the fact that, uh, you know, um, I probably could have still been coaching or something like that in the baseball realm and stuff like that. But pretty much I'm doing what I wanted to do. You know, I'm, I'm like right where I'm at doing what I want to do. You know, everything comes with a couple of bumps and bruises on the road, you know, but, uh, for the most part, like I said, I'm living the dream as far as being an athlete who, who had a chance to play a professional sport and, like, you know, be dominant in the music business. Um, you know, I'm, I'm living the dream right now. I think it's that's another gem you just dropped. It's not a sacrifice yeah. if you're doing what you want to do and doing it with purpose. Those listening out there, it's not a sacrifice if you're doing what you want to do and doing it with a purpose. Now, I'm real passionate about something, you know, when you just, it's just burning me, you know, like coming into the music business, it seemed like it was like, it was just like a burning thing inside of me, you know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of athletes say that, a lot of people say, oh, I, I just know music I need to be, but it really was a serious type of type of, type of of burning thing inside of me where I feel like, you know, I can I can do it. It feels like when you wake up in the morning, you got to get to it or you're not, you're not fulfilled in your day. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like every day. It was, it was just calling me, and it still does every day we get up. You know, I'm in my office right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I get off the phone too. I gotta get back to business. So yeah, and I um, definitely, you know, am, I if, definitely. If, if you don't have that burn, time. it's burning. You know, it's gonna be rough. Absolutely. Now I want to talk about your lowest moment. Now it's just not just for everyone to just know your business. This is the lowest moment. We're gonna talk about how you were able to get up for one of your lowest moments. The formula, the remedy that you have to get up when you're in that lonely place where you feel no one understands you. Talk to me about your lowest moment. Um, well, you know, I really don't want to talk about it too much because, you know what I'm saying, people uh, died in my pool, but, you know, I had like a moment right there that was like the lowest point because, you know, we had an accident in our backyard and it was really an accident. And, you know, I never speak on it because I, I respect for the family, but uh, it was definitely a low moment for me because uh, I have kids myself and, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I would have did if one of my kids was died like that. And there was another lady too as well that died in my pool. And um, you know, just a total accident. But it was a low moment. 
But at the end of the day, you have to realize you got a lot of a lot of life to live, and you got to put it in the background. And you know, um, like they say, God don't make mistakes and stuff like that. And you just try to like pray for the families, and um, you know, just try your best to move on. Yeah, you you keep on living. That's one of the old sayings we get from my ancestors. Just keep living, they say. Just keep right. living and, and have an opportunity to yeah. make a difference with your time. Thank you for sharing that with us, man. Uh, let's shake some of that off. Let's, you know, I appreciate you diving. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, be deep, but you know, I yeah. say, let's come up a little bit. I got, I got a couple. We still, still kind of recovering from that. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I'm gonna get you with some bullet fast bullet questions, some fun questions, and I'm gonna get you up out of here, sir. All right. What have you procrastinated on, and why? Hmm. Um, I think I just procrastinated on like um, being in like a serious relationship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, you know, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's a natural thing. I don't know if it's a natural thing, but you know, for me, I procrastinate on that a little bit. I'm 41 years old now, and you would think that uh, um. I'll be trying to like find Mrs. Wright or something like that, but for whatever reason, um, I've been procrastinating. <laughs> I don't know if that's procrastination, man. I just think things are a little bit different of how you can uh, achieve a, a legacy these days. Yeah, I think the, I think it, the status quo is changing for everyone, especially if you're doing well, right? <laughs> yeah, because so, you know, so let's let's be honest. When you have a purpose, you can't really put a lot of focus into what a relationship really requires if you have a purpose that drives you because they they right. say work comes yeah, it takes a lot of time away from you you know yeah. um, time and a lot of effort in there Some, a lot of time you just don't understand it you know and, but in your mind you know you like as soon as i get this done you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's, yeah it's good. <laughs> yeah but, you know it takes a little while to get this stuff done and then you know it looks like you're just doing smoke of people's behind and um you know Amazingly, <laughs> amazingly, that leads me to my next question, and this is for all the young people watching. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education? Man, to be honest with you, I ain't really never had no sex talk. You know, my mom and my daddy ain't talk to me about the birds and the bees. You right. Know? I just kind of had to learn about it, you know, <laughs> trial and error, you know. You know, the reason why... I like, friends for the young, young time. You know, I hung, I hung around a lot of kids that were older than me. I never hung around kids that were my age, so, yeah. um, you know, kind of learned through the grapevine. That, that's the thing. You know, the reason I ask that question, because I've always want to stress the importance of how things are going for us. But we don't really prepare our kids for sex. And I'm not just talking about the act of sex, because you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. It's all about the things that come right. after, like, you know, maybe child support, having kids at a young age, Ooh. stuff like that. So for, right. for the men watching, you know, talk to your kids because there's a lot of traps out there that put government in your relationships and they won't leave once they get in. Well, you know, um, stuff like that. And if you have kids, like, you know, I, my biggest, I had kids young, so I would tell my son, hey, you know, um, you get somebody pregnant before 16, you know, I got to pay child support for them. So Ooh. let's not do that. <laughs> so you yeah. got to watch out for stuff like that. And um, just, you know, be careful out there. All right. I have a two-part question here. It's a deep question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want, but leave a gem. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. 
What was abusive to you that you thought was love? Man, what was abusive to me? That you thought was love. Uh, I guess, I don't know, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I guess um, that's a tough question. I don't know because there's not too many things that's abusive to me that I think is love. Because if it's abusive, I'm, I mean, if it's a uh, what's the question you said? It, 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 it could be taken how you how you interpret it. In in general, if I ate too many ramen noodles and my stomach got big, I love it, but it was abusive to my body. Like, what was abusive to you that you thought was love? It could be anything in your context. Like, you enjoyed it at the moment, and then through education and knowledge, you realized that wasn't so good for me. <laughs> Guess we could say what? Pork or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep thought question. I can't think of an answer right now. Man. Hey, Maybe we could come back to that one. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll catch you on, we'll catch you on a little later run. <laughs> Yeah. But it's it's a question to reflect on. Just think about it. And those who listen in, I encourage you yeah, to. Yeah, that's a good question. I really would like to come up with an answer to that. I just can't think of one right now. Absolutely. I want to poll you now. I'm going to put you in the husband chair. Can I put you in the husband chair for one second? I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm not a husband. Either. I know, but you might be one day. Uh, uh, you might be one day. As a husband, would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Hmm. And you could pick. It doesn't matter which yeah, one you she, pick. If she's Just my wife, then. Um, if she's my wife, then. Um, you know, I guess she's supposed to do everything I say or, or stuff like that. Right? As a woman, she just be on her own. Which would it be the two difference? That's up to you. Is he, you could have a wife. We would rather have a great woman or a great wife. You interpret it and tell me which one. There's no wrong answer. It's all about what you prefer. Mm, well. I guess I'd rather have a great woman, you know, just all around the board, integrity, stand for something, you know, hard worker, somebody who, um, you know, wanna, wanna um, grow with you, and actually, y'all both have like the same type of visions in life, and you know, wanna grow together one day, and and uh, you know, faithful and stuff like that. Absolutely, great answer. If they were giving out awards <laughs> for Father of the Year or Man of the Year. Which one would you want? Father of the year or man of the year? Yes, I would rather want the father of the year. Explain. That means, you know, taking out for my kids and looking out for them. You know, that's what's more important than anything. All this stuff are the kids. Absolutely. I try to stress it as much as possible that our fatherhood is out here and it's super stronger than ever. I would say fatherhood is a lot stronger than it was 20 years ago with this new generation of us who had to deal with different things, maybe not having fathers in the home over 80% in our communities. But I think this generation of fathers, everyone 45 and down is really putting in the work. I believe so. I can see that. <laughs> Absolutely. I came up with something called operating at 100%. And what I mean by that is I took five categories. That's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose. Purpose health, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. I gave them each 20%, totaling up to 100%. So it's 20% purpose, means you're doing the things in your life you're supposed to do every day. 20% health means you're working out, eating right, reading books to explore your mind. 
Confidence means you're doing it with no fear. Money means you saved a little money, invested a little money, spent a little money. And knowledge means you learn some new information. So that's purpose, right. health, confidence, money, and knowledge. So Mr. Crawford, I ask you, within the last 24 hours, how much of 100% have you been operating out of? That's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge, all 20% each. Uh, I'm going to have to say um, 80% the working out so much. I haven't been working out as much, but it's because I'm, 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 I'm adding it ain't like the 20% is going to waste. I would add the extra 20% to the, to the, uh, purpose. To the purpose. You're going to give a little curve on it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, listen, add up to a hundred, we still add up to a hundred percent because I'm, I'm, I'm just 100% every day, all day. You know what I'm saying? With everything. I agree. Hey, listen, the only reason I pointed out is so we can know where we are in life as a life meter because we can really yeah. realize what we tip in the scale. We want to be balanced all the way. So hopefully right. you get it to 100%. You're doing 100, but let's get that. Let's get them crunches in. You know what I'm saying? I, know, you know, I, I trained so much my whole life that, you know, I'm just going to Oh, yeah, I, you know, absolutely. Like, yes. I like to just, you know, my, I'm all sad or nothing. You know no, what no, I'm no. So, no, I get what so, you're saying. Uh, you know, it's like a yeah, cook yeah, coming yeah. home and cooking dinner. Like, no, he doesn't yeah. want to yeah. cook anymore. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It's people like you that move in the shadows to help people like me shine. Now, before you go, we love to get referrals for the show. Were there anyone on uh-huh. this docket that you would love to see come on this show and answer the answer these questions? Um, I don't know. I got, you know, y'all don't know me. I have an artist, Erica Banks. You know what I'm saying? She can come on this show and y'all can talk to her about one and stuff. But I feel like she got a bad, she get a bad rap from the media. And um, you're the type of person that can probably ask some questions to kind of, you know, let other people see a different side. Hey, listen, we this is we, we mostly do we only do men on this show, mm-hmm. but I will interview Erica Banks oh, for you. Like no, that's okay. okay that's okay. But I would interview her as well, and I would love to get a man from you as well. No problems. Okay, all right, no problem. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to give a drop. So we got Erica Banks and drop us another name, another man you want to come answer these questions. Okay, another name. That we probably can work on here. Let me see, man. Should get my buddy Jay Prince on here. Oh, get your buddy Jay Prince. Hey, that would be great to interview the legendary Drake Jay Prince. That would be awesome. Yeah. Now, before we go, we'd love for you to give a shout out to all the stuff you're doing, all the artists, whatever you're doing, and people listening and watching from all over the world. And we want to know mm-hmm. when you guys are going to pull up to Dubai and Abu Dhabi and come hang out with us on this side as well. So let us know some information. We waiting to get, we, waiting to get, we flew out there. They flying everybody else from the US. Come on, man. Fifteen on one out there. You know? we, hey, we can, we can, we can talk up there and get you get you something going, man. No problems. <laughs> oh, man. We got you know we got fifteen on one. We got new music coming out with my artist Baby Joker, Erica Banks, and uh, we just doing some new rebranding this year as far as fifteen on one company wise is concerned. And we would love to come out there to Dubai. And hang out with you guys. So, uh, you know, Ab- absolutely. If you're listening to the show right now, you can reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com or at Sheen One on all, pro- all profiles. Hey, let's talk on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or if in the streets you see me. Now, before we go, we leave a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe True success is not measured by how much we have done or accomplished, it's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. 
In other words, living to the maximums competing with yourself is living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life, are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Mr. Carl Carver. 1501 Entertainment is here. This is Solutions for Men's Podcast. Sir, would you like to give any shout outs before we go today once again? Uh, today is my mother's birthday, so I'm going to give a shout out to my mama. Happy birthday. Is it mama, is it mama Crawford? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Happy birthday. Peace and blessings, everybody. Thank you so much. All right. Cause I'm out the ordinary. 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 Out the ordinary.